Good afternoon, everybody. I want to begin, uh, before we begin our reflections today, just sort of make a note to recognize uh, Abby Pontier and her parents who are here, uh, along with so many uh, friends from UL and from the area. Abby just graduated uh, just this, this spring, and in about a week is going to be heading off to lovely Alhambra, California. She's going to be joining the Carmelite Sisters of the Sacred Heart out there in Los Angeles. So we're very happy to have Abby here, uh, praying for her, uh, and happy to have her family too. So as a result, I figured it might be a good idea to, to sort of reflect on today's gospel, one of my favorite gospels, Matthew chapter 14, in light of vocations, particularly a call, calls to the priesthood, and the religious life, because I really do honestly believe, many times I've talked to people and had discussions about it, that probably more than any other gospel, this, this one, Peter stepping out of the boat, walking on the water, encapsulates sort of the mystery of the call, but even more, the response to a vocation or an invitation to follow Jesus. And so what do I mean by that? Here we have Peter, he is in the boat, of course the sea is rough, and they see Jesus. I'm not too sure exactly if it's a ghost or it's really Jesus, but what does Peter do? Peter calls out, Lord, if that's really you, have me come out on the water to meet you. And this is so many individuals that I have encountered, people who are in the boat, people who are following Jesus, people who have good prayer lives, people who want to do the Lord's will. And during the course of their conversion, during the course of their life in Christ, at some point they say, Lord, I love you. Call me to follow you. I'll do whatever you want. Let me know. I'm here to serve. With a great response of the heart and a desire to follow Jesus. But the problem is sometimes Jesus actually does. Jesus, whether they realize it or not, takes them up on it, and sort of calls their bluff. All right, I am calling you. I want you to follow me as a priest. I want you to follow me as a religious. I want you to step out of that boat. And the individual says, oh my goodness, I don't even know what I said. But the call is still there. The invitation is still there. Jesus is not going to force them, but it's very difficult to deny. We can hear that call, maybe not as an audible voice, but as something that tugs or pulls in the heart. And so it's easy to say, well, I didn't hear. Or a lot of times people, la, 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 I do not want to hear. And so the problem is, is there's all these other people in the boat who say, no, no, he really is calling you. This person certainly, ever thought about being a priest? You ever thought about being a religious? And so there comes a point where that individual can't deny it if they choose to deny it. And they have to respond to step out of the boat to follow Jesus. And it is a scary, a frightening proposition. The truth is, unlike Peter, so many who are called never do. Many of them do, yes, but a lot don't. Because it's scary to step out of the boat, to start walking on water, when you're not even too sure that, it's out, that Jesus is calling you. And so from my experience, there are three main things 
that stop people from stepping out of the boat when they think they might be called. Peter stepped out of the boat, and of course it's understandable. He probably hesitated a little bit. It's normal when someone feels that they're called to hesitate. I did. I hesitated until I couldn't say no anymore. And the first is fear. The fear of failing, the fear of drowning, the fear of struggling and walking on the water, the fear that maybe they heard Jesus wrong, the fear of not being happy, the big fear that if Jesus calls them, they don't know where they're going. They don't know where he's leading them. And they like to have certainty. They like to know exactly what their life is going to be planned out to be. And so there's so much fear, the fear takes over, and they can never step out of the boat. Crippled. The second thing that is the big issue is the issue of shame. If I step out of this boat, I'm not going to be hidden, hidden in the crowd anymore. Everyone's going to see me. They're going to know my sins. They're going to know what I've done. I'm not going to be worthy of being called. I'm going to be laughed at. I'm going to be ridiculed. I'm not worthy because of the shame. As opposed to guilt for things that I've done, shame for who I am. Particularly shame of sins from the past. Struggles they want no one to know about. The sin of being seen as imperfect. And so shame stops them. That hidden, hidden struggle. They can't step out of the boat because they're too afraid of being seen for who they believe they are. And third and finally, and this is one that has been hard for me to say lately, it's just pure selfishness. It's real comfortable in the boat. It's nice in the boat. Probably got some other people rowing for you. Even though there are things outside, it's nice and safe in here. Everything is good. I want to go where I'm going. I don't want to go where Jesus is calling me to. And so it is a deep, hidden selfishness that says, I do not want to step out of the boat, even though I'm pretty sure the Lord's calling me, because this is what I want. It's my boat. It's my life. I direct it in the way that I want it to go. But the reality is, Peter, no matter what kind of fears he might have had, stepped out of the boat. He may have had fear. He may have had shame. He may have selfishness. But Peter stepped out of the boat. How did he do it? How was Peter able to do that? Well, I've got no idea. can't read Peter's heart. But I'm going to take a guess. I'm going to take the guess from what we see in the latter part of the gospel that Peter was able to step out of the boat because he wasn't looking at the water. He was keeping his eyes on Jesus. He was keeping his eyes focused on Christ. His eyes weren't on the water. His eyes really weren't on his navel, looking at himself. He kept his eyes focused on the Lord. Therefore, he was able to step out. It's like one of those movies when there's somebody who needs to like jump from a high place and they're too scared looking down and the policeman or the fireman says, look at me, look at me. The individual who's able to step out is the one who keeps his or her eyes on Jesus. And that's what I've seen. The people that I see, even though they're fearful, even though they may struggle with shame, even though they may have that little tinge of selfishness, they're the ones who keep their eyes focused on Jesus every single day for 30 to 60 minutes in prayer, particularly prayer in front of the Blessed Sacrament. Now, I've never yet seen someone who doesn't have a consistent habit of prayer, particularly Eucharistic prayer, on a daily basis be able to step out of the boat. Why? 
Because if you're praying every day, you're keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus. You may be scared. You may be struggling with all kinds of stuff. Individuals who pray on a consistent basis, even though they may struggle, they may feel Jesus is not there, they may question it, they're just really listening or talking to a ghost, those individuals are the ones who are able to say yes and follow. And so those who do maybe feel, feel the call, whether they be in here, the individuals who listen to this on the internet, if I do indeed post it, well, what is it if they do have all of these things I talked about, what should we do? How should we, besides keeping our eyes focused on Jesus in prayer, overcome these things? The first when it comes to fear is face it. Say, I am scared. I don't feel safe. I don't like having insert uncertainty. To go and to be able to name it and claim it. Yeah, I'm scared. But what does Jesus say? Be not afraid. Don't be afraid. It is I. Because the truth is all fear comes down to a lack of trust. A lack of trust in Jesus a lack of trust in the goodness of the Father. And so we want to pray for that courage. Lord, give me the courage to be able to trust, to keep my eyes fixed on you so that I can step out of the boat to overcome all fear. It's the gift of courage. Shame, the second one. And this is really important. And again, sort of fear is tied to shame. you got to bring it to the light. Whether it be in confession, whether it be to a counselor, whether it be to your spiritual director, I don't care where it is. This is what I'm ashamed of. I've never told anybody before, but you can't keep it hidden in the darkness. Because that's what the evil one wants. Keep it in the darkness. They're going to hate you if you say it. But I've seen over and over and over again, sometimes almost immediately, when someone has something filled with shame, brings it to the light, and they receive mercy and understanding shame and the evil one loses all power. Instead, because of that shame we hide, we run, we ghost, we don't want to face it. And it rules us instead of allowing the light of the Lord to rule. And so we've got to pray if we're struggling with that shame, yes, ability to overcome fear, but a greater trust in the Lord's mercy. He's not there to shame you. It's the evil one who accuses. And third and finally, selfishness. You see, and we all have a selfish tendency, if you see that pull, go out and serve. Go to a mission trip. Go down to St. Joseph's Diner. Go volunteer. Come ask me. I'll find something for you to do. <laughs> serve. Go out of yourself in charity, even for when it hurts. Consistently doing that will break the shell of selfishness. Absolutely break the shell of selfishness. And so, if you see it, pray for the heart of the servant that ability to go out of yourself in love and service to others. In conclusion, there's one other person who is called in as radical of a way, even more radical of a way, than our friend St. Peter to step out of the boat in the Gospels, and that's the Blessed Virgin Mary. Hey, I want, the Father wants you to be the, 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 the mother of the Redeemer. Yes or no? That's stepping out of the boat in a very radical way. He didn't say what's going to happen. He didn't give a plan for the future. Yes or no? And Mary was able to say yes. She was able to step out of the boat in a powerful way. And so, looking at Mary and looking 
and all the other ones that I've seen who's able to respond, there's one thing that is universal. These individuals are confident. They're confident in Jesus. They're confident in their identity. Now, of course, Mary was sinless, and so it's a little bit easier than for us. But Mary was, yes, she was simple and humble. But Mary was confident. Go read the Magnificat. She was confident because she knew the love of the Lord for her. She trusted him, and she knew her identity. She knew that she was a beloved daughter. She knew there's no way God would call her to something that he wouldn't give her the grace to go to. And so maybe it's sort of filled with intangibles, but I know a confident young person when I see it. And if you don't have confidence, a confidence that comes from God, that's assurance of your identity, you'll never follow. You'll stay in the boat. And so it is indeed that confidence, even though we struggle with a, later bit, a little bit later on, because Peter is not married, gave him the ability to step out of the boat. Everybody who's confident and who's followed and said yes to the Lord in a vocation didn't start out that way. But gradually, as they prayed and came to know the Lord in themselves, they were able to say yes. And so that's what I want to encourage all of us to do, whether it be we're discerning or thinking the Lord might be calling, or for the others who we may know are called, or the ones that we pray for vocations, for the Lord to send people to go out and collect that harvest, Devotion to Mary, to her immaculate heart, is crucial. Ask Our Lady to intercede for those who are called. They may have that confidence, like she did and like Peter did, to step out of the boat and follow Christ. Amen.